We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Sooner Sports Podcast on a Monday. Welcome, along with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. I'm Chris Plank, and... T-Row, we got Joe Castiglione coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. You had a chance to sit down with him this week, and I, I love this message. You know, it was, we're going we're to get this. You know, we're going to get through this, but they're looking at every option right now. What were some of your big takeaways from your conversation with Joe Castiglione that we're going to hear a little later on? Well, I think the biggest takeaway uh, was about football, so we'll talk about that in a second. I think that's what most people uh, will um, be talking about, but you could tell that he is excited that the spring sports uh, received the extra year of eligibility and at the same time was uh, sad for the for the guys in the winter sports, basketball and gymnastics specifically, who had their seasons cut short. And uh, we've talked about it a lot, but it's going to be really interesting to see how all that unfolds in coming years with the extra year of eligibility and it's a tangled web that Joe and, and uh, you know, Skip Johnson and Patty Gasso and all the spring sports will, will have to kind of untangle, but it's going to be good. I mean, for the near future, especially with all the seniors coming back for the softball team. And now we know all the seniors coming back for the baseball team as well. Kind of hard to imagine that that sooner baseball and softball isn't going to be in a pretty good place next year. I, I think what, um, most people will be talking about is the football stuff. And, and I'd encourage people to stick around if they haven't heard what Joe had to say about all of the contingencies that they are trying to plan for, you know, if we don't have a normal football season and, and hopefully we will. And I think there's a, still a very, very good possibility that we will, 
but you have to plan just in case. And even five months out, that's how far out we are right now. It's five months. <laughs> wow. Even five months out, uh, the variety of contingencies that are being bantied about being drawn up. And, uh, and Joe's been on the forefront of that, not just at OU, but um, at, for athletic directors around the country. And he had some very interesting things to say about the possibility of playing college football in the spring next year, if they have to, and the importance, obviously, of the sport to the athletic departments. So um, I thought it was a pretty wide ranging and, and honest discussion that Joe had. You know, and I, I found one thing interesting as well, too, Toby, and that is there's still that kind of push, as you mentioned, for and and again, I don't know what winter sports is going to look like if there if there's going to be an opportunity to maybe get a few waivers here. There doesn't look that way. But I was intrigued by what Maggie Nichols put out on Twitter earlier today about maybe still trying to find a way to get championships in there. I know it's it's kind of pie in the sky, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if anything is really out of the uh, realm of possibility right now. No, probably not. You know, I think really all we can do, whether you're talking about uh, college athletics, the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, all you can really do is kind of wait for us to kick this thing and see where we are and then say, all right, what can we do now? Not, not that you shouldn't be planning, not that you shouldn't have some contingencies and discussions. That's all we got right now is time to try to figure out. But it's all just speculation until we get on the backside of this thing. And once we do, then I think there'll be a lot of really interesting uh, conversations in that regard. You know, do we have time maybe to, to go back and revisit the possibility of having a gymnastics championship or, or, you know, whatever play in it. And I don't think they'll go back and play an NCAA tournament, but when can we start uh football season? Where do we stand as far as uh, trying to sneak in some extra practice in the summer for, football if we have time and all those different kinds of things but you know you have to you have to plan because it's such a monster I mean you know Chris we're not just talking about football games here we're talking about stadiums and all the people that they employ and food services and fan bases and security and television and radio media it's just it's such a monster the college football season is travel and hotels and airplanes and food services and all that kind of stuff that you can't just show up and say, all right, let's start now. You've got to be, have some plans in place for what if we play everything as normal in the fall? What if we can only play half the season in the fall? We have to finish the other half in the spring. What if we start in, in November and play straight through or start in January or start in March or whatever the case may be. So um, I, I, I do know this. Whenever we are on the backside of this and we start up, hang on, because it is going to be a wild ride in the world of sports. You know, we saw uh, earlier today, golf announced the new dates for their majors this year. And they've got, I think, the PGA Championship in August, the U.S. Open and Ryder Cup in September, and the Masters in November now. Um, okay. I mean, (laughs) throw that on top of an NFL season and a college football season. And maybe the NBA is, uh, firing up again, or maybe the major league baseball is just winding down and who who knows? I mean, it's just gonna be everything piled on top of each other. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, and, and with that in mind, Toby, I, 
I loved the campaign that the Chicago mayor went with today. And we could we could sit here and debate approaches uh, all we want. But I love the idea of, hey, no sports. Stay at home or no sports. And I know that some people might get mad and say that's kind of short-sighted. But in all reality, I think we get how dangerous of times we're living in and how uh, scary, contagious this invisible war, this invisible disease is and, and where it can spread. But I loved whenever you basically just come out and say, hey, our – we're not going to have sports, you know. We are not playing was the campaign that they put out in Chicago. And, again, I'm not saying, hey, it's all sports fans' fault. That's not my point. But I think it resonates quite a bit whenever you realize, hey, we're really losing out. This isn't just a couple of weeks suspension. We're really losing out and could be more long-term if we don't follow things the way that we should. Yeah, I think we're in this period here. If you listen to all the experts, this is the – we're, we're about to hit the apex here the next seven to 14 days of how bad it's going to be, how many deaths are going to, we're going to have and all that kind of stuff. And anything you can do to get people's attention, you yeah. know, I mean, I think there is, you, we're hearing messages from all over places and you're asking people to think about your parents and your grandparents and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and sometimes I mean, I had to run an errand today. My, my wife gave blood. She's O positive. And so they're always asking for her blood. So she wanted to go get blood today to try to help out. So I drove her to uh, the um, uh, Oklahoma Blood Institute. And I was amazed at how many people are out. Right. Just, you know, the roads are they're still not as many as normal, but still a lot. And I was like, what are all these people doing? Where are they all going? Um, and so I think that, you know, whatever you got to do to get people's attention, especially over the next couple of weeks to a month or whatever. And if it means, hey, listen, if you don't help us out here and stay at home, then the Chicago Bears aren't going to play football this fall, you know, and then or, or uh, closer to home. OU is not going to have a football season this year. Well, for some people, that's in one ear and out the other. But for a whole lot of people, that's jarring. You know, that's like, whoa, okay. You know what? I think I'll stay home today. I would like to have a football season. I mean, that's where we're at, though. It's not too early to start saying that because when we do get on the backside of this, it's going to take a while for everybody to kind of come out from under their uh, turtle shells again and go back about life and, and make sure that the contagion is settled and all that kind of stuff. So you got to nip this thing in the bud, and I'd say however you need to do it, do it. A couple more, and I'll let you run. First of all, I threw it out there, hashtag AskToby. I had a couple people hit me up on DMs as well, too. We're going to do this every single Monday. Uh, I'll get to that in just a bit. But before I do, I feel like we have our annual check-in. You had an incredibly motivational message on on Twitter this week, and Toby, and I appreciated that. I, I, as as a a friend, um, and also just as a human being, needed that as well. But how have things been going for the Roland fam? Uh, All the kids still staying with you? You got the full house still? No, uh, the boys are back in Norman. They're not in dorms. They they have uh, rental houses oh, okay. that, uh, that they're staying in and uh, needed to be a little closer to campus anyway. So they've gone back to their house. They're still uh, doing the online school and all that kind of stuff and social distancing, but doing it a little closer to campus. And quite frankly, honestly, probably we're just tired of mom and dad. <laughs> and so... They've uh, they've done that. But so it's me and Chloe and Jenny and we're doing good and everybody is staying healthy and um, 
trying to stay as busy as possible and uh, getting along like I think everybody in the world is doing right now. And, you know, I just it's I think it's a pretty it's a remarkable thing we're going through. I was talking to Jenny about this the other night. I mean, we happen to be alive at a moment in time when something remarkable is happening on our planet. It's not it's not good. It's terrible. But it will forever be remembered. I mean, they'll talk about uh, COVID-19 and 2020 in the United States for generations and generations. It'll be a part of textbooks forever. They'll learn from this forever. And we're in the middle of living through it. And I think it's amazing. You go out and, and how nice people are being to each other and the inspirational things that are taking place on social media and and uh, around neighborhoods with hearts and Easter eggs and teddy bears and and everybody's coming together. OU fans, OSU fans, Republicans, Democrats, whatever the case may be, and trying to survive this thing and help each other however they can. You know, you know, somebody that's got a small business and you're trying your best to help them because, you know, they're hurting right now. And sometimes it just I think it feels good to know other people are, are thinking about you because it, it's be real easy right now to feel lonely. You know, you're you're stuck in your house and you can't see your friends and, and your classmates. And um, I can't see you. I miss seeing you all the time and stuff like that. And it's real easy to get lonely. And so sometimes it feels good, I think, just to uh, tell other people that that you're thinking about them and, and uh, hopefully Sooner fans. Uh, uh, know that we're thinking about all of them and it's it's a tough time and but it's gonna it's gonna be over you know it is gonna end and life is gonna go back to normal and uh, we're gonna play football games and basketball games and baseball games again and I can't wait for those days. All right, Toby. Speaking of that, two really good ash, uh, hashtag Ask Toby questions today presented by Rib Crip. First, this is from Mark who wants to know, Tiro, what's the hardest thing about not having games to call right now? I mean, that's what we love the most. You know, that's why we got into this profession of all the things we do. Uh, I, I won't speak for you, but I think I could speak for you of hosting radio shows or doing TV shows or writing or whatever. The most fun that we have, the, the thing we enjoy the most is calling games. And to not get to do that is hard. I mean, it's it stinks. And um you know, I was down for three or four weeks before this whole thing broke out. So I'm I'm really itching to get back in the booth. And so that's just tough. I mean, calling games, doing what you love, being around the kids, around the coaches every day. Um, oh, you're supposed to be making a push for Omaha right now. And so all that's uh, it's tough. And then Nick hit me up from California in the DMs, which is an easy way to ask the questions as well, too. And he wants to know. How do I get you to call one of my highlights? Have, I've noticed this is really well done. I think there was a buffalo involved in one of the calls or at least some wild animals somewhere. But how can fans get their play-by-play events called by you? All right. Email me your video. <laughs> uh, you could tweet it at me. But if you tweet it at me, I'm going to – and I like it. I'm going to ask you to email it to me anyway because <laughs> that's the way I can use it. So tweet it, tweet it to me at T-R-O-O-U. Uh, or email it to me, troland at OUSSP.com. P is in Peter, OUSSP.com. And uh, it'll be up for consideration. And really, if it's spectacular, great. If it's mundane, great. <laughs> in anything that you're doing, uh, if you're with your kids, if you're with your pets, if you're just sitting on the back porch, uh, if there's a, a turtle on your in your uh, backyard, uh, uh, whatever. 
then uh, shoot it my way, and we'll uh, we'll have some fun together. And uh, so, oh, it's at T Row on Twitter, or uh, T Roland. Don't forget the W in there at O-U-S-S-P dot com, and uh, we'll have some fun. Have you had a favorite so far? They're all good. There was uh, I'm gonna I'm probably miss one. There was a little girl uh, playing soccer by herself. <laughs> um, I want to say her name was Hannah. I could have that name wrong. Anyway. She was as adorable as could be and had like a, a breakaway and kicked it in the goal and then fell on top of the ball. And uh, I laughed pretty hard at that one. I mean, she was fine. She was, it was just a really, really cute one. So uh, there's been a lot of great ones. Uh, there's been some pretty remarkable ones. People have gotten together as families and done gymnastics in the living room and, and um, sent some crazy stuff and some mundane stuff. And we like it all. Love it. Toby, thanks for your time, buddy. Can't wait to hear Joe Castiglione. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Plank. Good stuff from T-Row. We'll hear from Josie coming up in just a bit. But first, the Sooner Sports Podcast is presented in part by Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut remains committed to serving our customers through contactless delivery, carryout, and would love to add you to our family of drivers, dispatchers, cooks, and management. Visit jobs.pizzahut.com to learn more. Sooner Sports Podcast rolls on with one of our great partners, you know, the place, the Midway Deli, right here in Norman. And now you know the man behind it, Bob Thompson, joins us. Bob, first and foremost, thanks for joining us. Obviously, a Norman uh, treasure. How are things going over at Midway Deli during these challenging times of COVID-19? Well, Chris, thanks for uh, inviting me to come on. Uh, no things, of course, things are uh, uh, developing almost as we speak. Uh, each day brings a new, um, a new facet to our set of problems and a new challenge to our solutions from that perspective um can you take us through the first actions that you and your staff and crew went through when you realized that restaurants would be shut down and that you would kind of have to re-engineer the way that you do business what what was your first step when that happened yeah thanks that that was uh, that was an exciting time and fortunately for us the um the city of Norman gave us a two-day advance. Um, for those of you out there who, who have never tried to figure out how to invent a job, that's uh, we got two days to reinvent all of the jobs in wow. our in our day. But um, but it was nice to have the two days to do it. So uh, we had to shift gears, obviously, from being a primarily um, on-site dining to uh 100% to go pick up and uh and at the very first we offered curb service for uh what we what we termed then the most vulnerable uh people in the community i think since then we've learned that uh pretty much everybody's vulnerable so uh, i'm on the website right now and it's very easy to navigate midwaydeli.com it's uh been around since 1955. Are you still offering the full menu? Well, as a matter of fact, um, uh, this morning I've been setting up our e-commerce for that site. Nice. And uh, yes, we're we're offering the full menu. We've had to scale back a little bit on the number of uh, specialty soups that we provide, simply because the volume is not there to support. Um, all of the varieties that we used to offer, but uh, 
for the rest of our menu, the, the sandwiches and the sides, et cetera, uh, absolutely everything is the same. And uh, we expect within a day or two to be able to have people go on our website and actually place an order oh, wow. and pay for it, pay for it with their credit card and pick it up uh, without having to come in the store, without having to transact anything with uh, with our staff. And uh, it'll be a, a, as touchless as we can possibly make it. I like that term, touchless, you know, because we've reached that point now to where that's what we want. We want to be able to to purchase something and without having to, to basically exchange anything with anyone right now. So you're constantly evolving and evaluating things. But at the core of it all is still the incredible menu that you provide. Historic. I got to be honest with you. There's not a lot of places, Bob, that I go and there there's – there's something on the menu where I, I, I'll order it all. In other words, there's not a single thing that I won't eat on your menu. Take us through a couple of options that maybe people – I love the Frito Chili Pie. We always have it at the food truck whenever you guys are at Sooner Games. The Cuban is fantastic. The Vulcan. What are some other favorites that people need to definitely check out? Well, one of our newest favorites is actually a sandwich that has been on our menu for uh, probably six or seven years. And it's called the Michael. Um, of course, we get to use quirky names for our sandwiches. And uh, we had this regular customer. He's still a regular customer. Uh, Michael Webb uh, that had invented his own sandwich. It was just what he ordered every time he came in. And so we sort of uh, took a look at his sandwich and thought, you know, that looks like a good sandwich. So we put it on the menu. Uh Maybe six months ago, the 405 magazine made a list of foods in the 405 area code that they recommended from various establishments in various towns around Oklahoma City. And uh, we're very proud that the Michael was the only food chosen out of the Norman area wow. to be to be in that um, magazine. We We didn't even know that they had come in the place and ordered one but it's a fantastic sandwich it's uh heated on a fresh croissant with with uh banana peppers and pepper turkey swiss cheese and tomatoes it's just a lot of different layers of flavors which is really one of the keys to our successes is uh our sandwiches successes is uh, very early on we learned to develop complementary layers of flavor <clears throat> And put it on in proportions that don't, where one flavor doesn't kill the other. That's an art, by the way. It's an art that you've developed on that. I, I that that's for sure. I'll tell you, we um, we had a contest maybe last year where we uh, where the winner of the contest got to uh, design their own sandwich, and it was a real eye opener for me how much assistance I had to give them in order to. In order to develop a sandwich that was actually going to be up to our standards. Um, it's just, uh, I guess it's a skill that we learned without knowing that we were learning it. That's awesome. Um, hey, a, a final thought, and Bob Thompson's our guest from the Midway Deli before we get to our conversation with Joe Castiglione. Bob, just, just a refresher. Still open. Can uh, learn more at MidwayDeli.com. Incredible history. And we'll get back to the point where the doors are open and we can come in and, and dine like it's 1955. But 
kind of take us through how fans and listeners can still enjoy the incredible menu that you have at Midway Deli. Well, uh, as I, as I had said, uh, go on midwaydeli.com. We have a full menu available. We uh, run different soups every day. And if you want to know what the soup of the day is, please feel free to call us at area code 405-321-7004. We'll tell you all about everything that you want to know. We pride ourselves in making the sandwiches uh, to your specifications. So if you see something uh, on a sandwich that you want to delete, we're happy to delete it. We're happy to add more. Great stuff, Bob. We appreciate it. We uh, we dig everything about what you do and can't wait until we open those doors again and enjoy the carryout life. Thanks for coming on with us on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Hey, we appreciate you and the wonderful relationship that you've molded for us with the uh, Sooner Nation. Midway Deli, what an iconic place and incredible people. Speaking of incredible people, Toby Rowland and Oklahoma Sooner Athletic Director Joe Castiglione. Joe, I was asking about spring sports. The spring extension of eligibility announced, I believe, earlier this week. Do you feel there was a lot of options there? Do you feel like they got it right? That's a tough one, Toby, because you have just as much care about the student-athletes that had their uh, seasons abruptly ended uh, that are part of winter sports. And you know, I feel feel terrible. I mean, we have... Uh, so many great stories that were unfolding as they finished um, their season, but uh, obviously uh, didn't get to do it. And, you know, some uh, complexities with winter sports more so than the spring sports because there were a number of schools in those sports that did actually complete their seasons, didn't have any more competition left. And uh, I, I guess the you know, the committees that, and councils that considered all that felt like is, uh wasn't something they can support. What, um, what will be the impact of this on an athletic department? Well, it could be great. <laughs> uh, and I think that's the way we have to look at it because we did something that was uh, right and we're embracing what we can for those student-athletes that do get another semester or another year, depending, you know, on, on how they're going with their college. And um, not everybody's going to take advantage of it. That's okay. It was at least there for them to take advantage of. Um, now I think we've got to realize that, you know, for some of the student athletes that compete in, in spring sports, you know, some are in what we call equivalency sports versus some that get full scholarships and, uh, some of them have to decide actually to stay in school if they had already finished their their uh, academic program. So they may you know have to decide to pay for more school, not just uh, not just compete. And that might be a decision. Some might have a pro opportunity yet in front of them. So there are all kinds of situations. Uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. But the bottom line is, it was something good for student athletes and. And we'll see uh, how many of them decide to come back. I know you may have already talked about some that have announced they're, they're coming back. I think baseball is going to be a tr- trigonometry equation for a while, trying to figure everything out. That's going to be fascinating over there. Well, look at the dugout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it'll, it'll be it'll be crowded. But but that's a good thing, you know. As I uh, said, when this happened, Toby, people can start to list all the issues with it. That shouldn't have ever gotten in the way of making the right decision, which they did. Um, we had Lincoln on a week ago. Can um, you know, the Big Twelve has made some rulings since then? Um, the efforts that are going on behind the scenes, I would imagine it's very complicated to try to make sure right now in football specifically that everybody is on an equal playing field. How much conversation is going on between conferences, between athletic directors in other conferences to make sure the rules are equal for everybody? Yeah, quite a bit. Um, I know I talk to several colleagues at least every other day, sometimes every day, just trying to find out, you know, uh, whether we're we're doing everything possible, whether there's a new idea out there. Some of them are taking some of the ideas or programs that we've put in place and applying them to their program. Uh, let's keep in mind this is uh, this is uncharted waters and precedented times. I mean, nothing before in the history of the world has happened like this. Um, we could talk about that by itself. We're uh, we're obviously operating still within NCAA rules, but the kind of discussions that we're having and the way that the conferences came together for the most part uh, was try to create some uniformity. Uh, we are we're in a world where people always are trying to be creative, one up the next, and that's that's what competition's about. But we wanted to try to have some uniformity, and that's what these discussions have been been about for the last, you know, really a couple of weeks. Think about where we were the last time you and I were on the air together. I mean, we were, I was in Kansas City, and, and we were dealing with canceling the uh, uh, not only the Big 12 tournament, but dealing with the news that ensued from the NCAA where the NCAA championship and, and men's basketball, women's basketball tournaments were canceled, and then they canceled all the NCAA championships. So we, we had this stuff coming at us so fast, and uh, we were trying to make the best of it as we could. And then, you know, each conference were in positions um, to decide on what they needed to do, and that's where it got a little bit, uh, uh, I guess you could say, out of kilter because some, you know, decided to go ahead and cancel everything all the way through the end of the spring. Some uh, like us, we were trying to maybe decide in certain time segments, you know, give ourselves three weeks or whatever to see how this was going to unfold, and then we could get back together, revisit it, and then decide whether um, we had enough medical expertise telling us we could come back or whether we had to extend further. I mean, you think back to those days, some of the decisions that we made or were made some people thought was a overreaction. Now they look like a layup. Uh, it just is crazy. And so um, I know in the, the days and week that went beyond that, the conference commissioners were talking, ADs were talking, and we at least landed on a place for now where we can all try to do the same thing. Number of, of hours we can meet with student athletes over, you know, technology. Uh, the kind of equipment we might be able to distribute to them so they can at least you know, have something at home. Let's face it, some of them ended up leaving campus before any of this happened. They didn't know they were going to be out for uh, any period of time, let alone the entire semester. So 
those are all kinds of things that just kept flying at us. It felt, you know, some of us felt like we were standing at home plate and there might have been a million pitching machines firing baseballs at us you know, simultaneously. Five months from Sunday is the scheduled start to the football season, which means about four and a half months away from our Good annual morning. get together at Ozzy's Diner. Yeah. Um, is he still there, TJ? I heard another click. <laughs> I don't know. He said good morning, and now he's gone again. Huh. All right. We'll try to get uh, reconnected with uh, Joe Castiglia. We uh, have lost the signal here. Um. Yeah, I didn't think about that till he was in the middle of that answer about the uh, annual Aussies all-you-can-eat show being in jeopardy. We're not willing to cancel that. Joe is back. Yet. Okay, we've got Joe again. Toby, Joe, uh, yeah. Toby, I'm using something that's going to sound very antiquated. It's a landline. <laughs> I can't even imagine what is disconnecting us. I, I have no idea. It's Zoom bombing. We were talking about Zoom bombing earlier today. Somebody's uh, breaking the line. Okay, five months from Sunday, the college football season scheduled to get underway. In your opinion, what's the percentage chance that we start college football when we're supposed to this year? There's no way to put a percentage on it. I, uh, I'm very optimistic, and we are continuing to do everything um, we can and should so we can be ready You know, when we get the medical expertise uh, telling us that we can at least get back to practice. Um, it's, it's a bit uh, you know, still down the road and not – not in a place where we can declare anything one way or the other. And we're, we're going to stay optimistic. Uh, I think Lincoln said it perfectly. We're, everybody's going to need something to rally around when we do start to get back to the normalcy, whatever that is defined, uh, when this all takes place. Having said that, uh, we, we have to be smart and try to figure out if there are ways um, that we can make adjustments, whether we start on time, whether that means uh, season is delayed, uh, whether uh, we have a shortened season. Uh, I've, for the last couple of weeks, I've been talking with people nationally about the possibility of playing football in the spring. Uh, I think the, the bottom line is we're trying to find any way we can to, uh, to have a football season. And let's face this, um, we're in something in a game that's much bigger than any sports, and that's health and welfare and safety for everybody. And so until we can uh, ascertain whether we're going to have the, the, the kind of um, opportunities to bring people back together again, uh, whether it's for practice, whether it's gathering you know, in places like a stadium, uh, that remains to be seen when it's determined. But we're going to be ready for any of it. I want to ask you about some of those contingencies. But first, it seems like we, there's a race right now to see how far in advance we can cancel some, some things out there. And, I, uh, you know, British Opens in July and things like that. What in your mind would be the time by which you would have to make a decision? When would college football When's the last date in which they would have to make a decision whether they're going to play or not at the at the scheduled time anyway? 
mean okay. ta- starting the season in its traditional time? Yes. Could you wait until June to make that call? Yes. I think, uh, and uh, Lincoln and I have been talking about this quite a bit. Um, and don't, don't, uh, this isn't something that I have uh, specific knowledge of right now. That's the biggest challenge we have of all, the uncertainty, the unknowns. There's so many other variables to this that you can't say it with complete certainty. But we we think that um, uh, you got to kind of look at what you need you know, to be prepared for the season and start counting backwards. So – uh, optimal would be uh, having um, our our players, our student athletes, back on campus uh, practicing sometime after the first of July. That would be optimal in terms of the ability to get physically prepared for a season. Uh, then we can talk about how much less than that preparation we would need. Uh, before the season, but we're we're uh, we're looking at you know how how many weeks to get prepared. I mean, we're obviously that's a physical sport, and it's not just the the tactical part and the skill and the schemes you know for playing the game itself, but it's it's being prepared for the physicality of it. And I think that's um, most important that we'll we'll have plenty of time to be able to get our our. Uh, our players in the, the right condition to compete. Do you think the other ADs, commissioners, uh, would go for a spring football season if, if that's what if that was the only option on the table? Haven't done any polling, but uh, in my mind, absolutely. Um, I think anything uh, short of no football season at all is something we'd have to talk about it. Um, again, we we understand that we're dealing with something much bigger than sports, but you're talking about things that are part of our job. You're talking about things that help make you know our athletic program operate. You're talking about the economic engine for uh, our entire program, and uh, if if we're not um, playing football at all during the upcoming year, that is, that is something that uh, no one has ever imagined. <laughs> um, but now we're having to do that. You know, what does that look like financially? And it's, uh, it's not a pretty picture at all. Um, and that's, that's, um, that's the, the, the daunting part of trying to do all these different um, contingency uh, plans and the scenarios that if if this happens then what happens then or if this doesn't happen then what do we do uh, in that case and a lot of it people might say you shouldn't be wasting your time well that's not the way we work we have to be ready for just about anything that that comes as a result of uh, how we reorient ourselves back into the new normal, however that's going to be defined. And so uh, I think about that. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that we're ready for whatever that is. Finally, Joe, I wanted to give you a chance to just say whatever you wanted to the fans. We're in the middle of a health crisis here. We're in the middle of a financial crisis. 
your athletic department, all athletic departments right now because of the NCAA tournament. You know, we heard about what happened at Iowa State yesterday. A lot of your fans are, are feeling the pinch right now. Is there any certain message you'd just like to share with anyone, with everyone? Well, we're trying to um, reach out to all as many fans as we can, whether it's through mediums like this or ticket holders, donors. You know, we've um, constantly talked about ways that uh, we can help, we can be of assistance. We've delayed um, the uh, ticket renewals and, you know, everything that people were right in the midst of doing when all of this occurred, trying to give people the much as much flexibility and we realize, you know, here we are talking about um, the unknowns, and that's the hardest part, dealing with the unknowns, the things that come at us, Toby, just virtually every day. I mean, there have been so many times where we had a plan uh, ready to uh, put, put together and implement, and then get a major piece of news that just absolutely kicks the plan right to the curb, and you have to, uh, you know, completely recalibrate. And I understand you know, what that might be like in individual families or for people who are dealing with this, um, dealing with a, you know, some family member might have um, contracted the virus. So, you know, we're praying for everybody. We have everybody in our mind. Um, we're, we're trying to have, you know, various moments where we can reach out to people who um, have been affected in one way or the other, let them know we care about them. And I think this... Uh, this time is, you know, to try to keep the main priorities in order. First and foremost, get through this, you know, however that's going to happen. Get through it healthy. And uh, we don't know what the world is going to look like exactly. Uh, we can sit here and speculate all we want. But get through it healthy. Get through it safe. Everybody's um, ready to go. We'll figure it out, whatever that is. It might be tough. It might be, you know, completely um, unlike what we ever could have expected. Obviously, we're in a period of time where things like that are happening literally hour by hour. And um, we're, we just want people to know that we get it. We want to be able to have what they love, and that's you know the, the opportunity to support student-athletes, our teams. You know, that's, that's a unifying element for many, many people. We get that. We want to be ready to... Um, make it possible when, when it's right. But we're 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 trying to uh, do everything we can to be ready. Josie is so good. What a great interview between he and Toby. Hope to have more of Josie. Hope to have more of Lincoln Riley coming up right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, which is presented in part by Schwab Meat Company. The official hot dog of OU Athletics is continuing to serve Sooner Nation from 7A to 330P daily, offering curbside-to-go orders as well as online. Find out more at schwabmeat.com slash shop. Norman Regional would like to thank our community for its support and donations during this crisis. We are stronger together. Learn how you can help at normanregional.com. And Chewy's, currently open from 11A to 9P Monday through Sunday. Takeout and delivery will continue to be available through Chewy's.com and DoorDash.com. Thanks to Toby Rowland. Thanks to Joe Castiglione. And as always, thanks to you for listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Patty Gasso coming up on Wednesday. Until then, have a great week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody.